let's be real, I've been wearing the same jeans <laughs> day five. Um, every day I'm like, I'm going to get a different pair of jeans out. And then I'm like, but these are so comfortable and I'm on my moon and that's really all that matters. It really is all that matters. Go get a good washing tonight. We are our last stretch, right? On our last stretch from St. George, Utah. We're like in the tiny little Gosh. tip of Arizona right now. God, can you? Oh, you guys can see this. this is epic. They can see the reflection. It is rad here. It's pretty. <laughs> it is pretty stunning. Ugh. We're like going through like the tiny, tiny tip of Arizona, and then into Nevada, Virgin and into California. And I will uh, complete two weeks of living in a car, basically. <laughs> I feel like all I've been doing is driving from one place to another for two weeks. So it's been amazing, and I am very excited also to stand still for a second and make food in a pot and <laughs> lay my body on the earth and not. I, I really am going to try to hi Sheriff, we're just recording a podcast while we drive. No worries. <laughs> um, uh, I'm really going to try to like get myself set up and like not have to go anywhere all weekend before I start sessions again next week. It's going to be glorious. It's Venus Day. Yes. It's Venus Day. Fridays are ruled by Venus. Katie's having a big Venus whole situation, both both in her Western and her Vedic astrology, which we'll talk about. I wanted to mention a tiny thing that I didn't mention yesterday, which I, as soon as we like got off, I was like, oh man, I should have said, which, you know, there's so many things we can talk about. We're just like having a half hour of riff every day, but... <laughs> I love the idea that Jupiter rules the liver and there's not many um, centers where like all of the gates are really ruled by the same organ system like the self center which is also ruled by the liver and where your magnetic monopole lives in human design and how you magnetize life. I feel like that's such a like lovely beautiful mm, confluence of alignment you know our self-centered gates in human design are big when it comes to how we manifest. Much more important than the direction of your perspective arrow, which does not matter. Side note. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to say that. And it feels still really aligned because Venus is also a big manifestation planet and uh, love and money, which are often tied together. So many of the things are kind of tied together. And like our self-worth and like our rituals and what we value, what makes us feel beautiful or not, hunting for beauty, which I think is often lost in a world that feels like totally overwhelming, that there are just like so many exquisitely beautiful moments every single day. The moose. We're still reeling over the moose, guys. It was, it was not, it was just, because it was not just like, how often do people get an opportunity to just sit six feet from a moose? It feels like not often. No, I mean, we definitely had some protection with the car, but if it decided to charge us, Katie's car would have been a goner. We're basically in a go-kart. <laughs> <laughs> um... It was 
was epic. We're still we're still in the magic of that, and in the magic of just all the. Katie just described driving cross country as a shamanic journey, and it it does kind of feel that way. It's like passing for me. It's always a cleansing, and then I end up in the destination, and I go through a new wormhole of service and reciprocity, which is another big thing for me with Venus. Venus yes. rules, um, right? Taurus and Libra, and mm. I was told once by an astrologer that I studied with. Um, again, I'm not an astrologer, but I st- I like to study for my own self. Um, that you know, there is that like merchant thing, but also that there uh, that there's like it, it's like Libra's rules also like business, and and that's reciprocity and exchange, and how the pulmonary system is our exchange and so like we exhale in trees inhale trees inhale and we exhale and we inhale and that kind of nature's law of reciprocity which i think in society we are kind of out of alignment with which is what we are dealing with so much of what we deal with um so coming back into that exchange with the environment with each other with ourselves and like Building my 
on a Neptune line, which even though in modern astrology, Neptune rules my midheaven, in traditional astrology, Jupiter rules my midheaven. And Neptune lines, no matter what, are like, yeah, you could go there and have an amazing spiritual retreat, or go there and write an album, or go, you know, like there's amazing things that you can do on a Neptune line. Building a business is a challenging one because you're just, and it was in descendant line, so I was kind of like behind the veil. It was like people couldn't quite see me clearly. And it took so long for my business to start moving. Honestly, it didn't even really start moving until I left Portland. And I felt a shift getting off of that line. Um, but I had a lot of resentment, like a lot of resentment because I was pouring I was exhausted. I was pouring so much energy and love and free content and all of this stuff into my business and I was not supported by it. And that breaks our hearts, guys. You know, it does. It really is. It's not easy to be an entrepreneur and I'm still building. I'm still growing to a place where I feel resourced, you know. Um, and I think that's all tied into the to the Venus energy for sure. Totally. A big like thing that landed for me during this retrograde, which was super potent and was like a massive transformational transit for me. Recently, the Venus retrograde that we just finished up right on the third mm-hmm. um, was well, we value what we love. So if we don't love something, we don't value it the same way. So what what we prescribe prescribe value to is based on how much we love it, and that was like a really big thing for me. Also, being an entrepreneur, doing this for 12 years, um, being of sur- and my work is very service-oriented, which I love. It, there have been times where I feel like I'm in servitude and not of service, which yeah. feels like when I'm out of alignment with what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, and the difficulties in trying to restructure so that I can still feel like I am coming from a neutral place of being in my heart with doing mm-hmm. what I do, but also taking care of myself and learning that kind of reciprocal relationship and that comes from having to value myself and love myself enough to value myself and then not to take out all the years that I didn't value myself on everyone else right. <laughs> and that's that's you know that's a whole thing it is it's yeah. a whole big thing it's a whole big thing and it's in every relationship it's in a relationship to everything especially to nature and how we and our you know how we live in harmony with more when we receive more you know we have more to offer from a place of 
I when we very first met. Katie and I met because, shout out to McLean McGowan of Mother the Mother. We love you. We love you. <laughs> was like, every time I hung out with her or talked to her, she was like, you've got to meet Katie. Same thing. You've got to meet Katie. I exactly. think you and Katie are going to be like friends. Um, so when we met in person, we were both like, it felt a little bit like a date set up. We were like, oh, well, we're supposed to meet each other, you know. Um, and then we bartered and I got one of her amazing Marma treatments, which... New state, Nevada. New state. We're in Nevada, guys. Um, we were in Arizona for literally like 45 minutes. Sorry. It was amazing though. It was. It was. It was really beautiful. Okay. Okay. Let's continue. Um, so I got one of Katie's amazing Marma treatments and I bartered, uh, a session for her. And so I looked at her chart and in Western astrology, she is in an 11th house year. Um, and when I say year, I mean her birthday to her birthday and her 11th house like mine because she's cancer rising and western astrology is uh taurus so venus rules taurus which makes venus what's called her time lord for the year so or you could say like her guiding planet her guiding light which is really beautiful venus years are typically i mean it depends on your chart and your solar return chart but typically supportive years Whereas I'm in my second Saturn year, which are typically like, let's learn some lessons. Let's roll up our sleeves and like get some work done. What's interesting too is that in Vedic astrology, we're both in a year associated with our, what's our it called? Atmakarka, so it's like our, our highest, highest degree planet is like the, your soul's reason for incarnating, your soul's reason for coming back here. So it's associated with like your soul's highest lessons of what you're learning. Kind of a big deal. Life feels like I'm like what yeah <laughs> and Venus so that so this Venus retrograde is bigger was bigger for Katie because Venus was her planet for the year whereas for me the Saturn retrograde is mm. bigger for me which is still happening yeah. has been going on much longer than a <laughs> Venus retrograde actually I changed time lords in November because my birthday is November 1st before Saturn goes direct I think on the 5th of November so my almost entire actually I don't remember when it started the retrograde but pretty much my entire year of this time because you get two Saturn years back to back because Capricorn and Aquarius are in a row so it is kind of like a little it's a little bit of a gut punch but Saturn brings so many good, beautiful, amazing things and opportunities. And especially now that I know Saturn's my Atma Karka. Yeah. Um, it makes it feel a little more like zhuzhy, you know, like, oh, yeah. I'm in my, I'm, I'm, I, have a, I have a real opportunity mm. to like work with this planet that is like a really big deal for me. Totally. In my, in my spirituality. Um, and so... Yeah, it's like that for anyone. Like, that's why I love perfections so much. And they're in the collective, and I have all the cart workshops on them because there's so much to look at. There's so much to, to think about when you're looking at your natal chart. The idea that you can hone in on a piece and be like, this is what's happening this year, and I'm going to go deep with this planet and these houses that are lit up, understanding that this is the soup that I'm in, and I can really work with these energies and like go deep is pretty profound and it also means like when these things come up that everyone's like oh man this planet's retrograde the eclipse season's coming 
you know, it's more important for, like Mercury retrograde is more impactful for someone with Mercury as their Time Lord. The eclipses are more powerful for someone with the Sun or the Moon as their Time Lord and or the houses that the eclipses are going to be in. Um, so she's been dealing with like a Venus Time Lord situation, but she also has... Venus is my highest degree planet mm -hmm. in my Vedic chart, so it's a lot of my soul's reason for incarnating is around these lessons around relationship and reciprocity and value and um, and then also in the Vedic system, Jyotish, there's something called the Dasha system, which is like when you kind of live in a planet for a period of time, like it's like being invited like into their home or their house. and. All of them are the same amount of time for everyone, but depending on when you're born, you're born into a certain period and it runs a certain cycle and system. So anyone who goes into a Venus period is in Venus for 20 years, but it depends on when you're born and how that, when that starts and stops and that, that shifts and how Venus is placed in your chart and what you go through. So right now I'm running a Venus Dasha. It's a 20 year cycle. I started at the end of 2018. You're actually ending your Venus cycle. She's ending a 20 year cycle in Venus. <laughs> retrograde was also a little bit of a big deal for me as well because I'm yeah. I'm in this Venus cycle. This is like wrapping up. I'm wrapping up a lot of those lessons for you. It's exciting. It's really exciting and I feel it, this was I I usually like don't love Venus and Mars retrogrades. I find them to be difficult. Um more difficult and I was just like I'm I'm going to use this transit for myself to like act, I'm going to like try I mean I always try to use the transit to my wrapping up wrapping up a situation that I've been in for a really long time and I've been feeling like uh, something was happening <laughs> I mean I think a lot of us have felt like in portals recently or yeah. like in initiations there's a lot of energy moving around there's a lot of things happening people are like moving through things quicker than they ever have but I've, I've felt like I'm on the cusp. Like, I keep saying that. I'm on the cusp of something. I'm on the cusp of something. I can feel like something's about to shift. And so when Katie looked at my chart and said, actually, something huge is about to shift in October, hmm. it made sense. And I'm moving into, what is it, a six-year sun period. Yeah. And in the, they say in the Dasha system that, like, depending on when you're born into one and how fast those planets go, when you get to the fourth Dasha, it's more stabilized. And so this is going to be your fourth dasha that you're running in your life and so they say it's more stabilized and that's usually like a good thing i know we also have to look at like where the sun is and all those other things to get more of a sense of what's going on and i'm not as adept at that but um i'm really curious to kind of see how how this shift goes for you it's a big year shift to come out of a 20 year cycle 
exactly because perfections well I don't know actually or sorry progressions are, are different they're, they're a timing technique in Western astrology like based in um, traditional Hellenistic astrology but I noticed that when I have people who are they're progressed so our progressed son like we are like I'm born a Scorpio and then every year my son is moving a degree forward by progression so when it moves like which means like you know there's 30 degrees in each sign so for 30 years you spend time in the same sign depending on where you start you might start at 23 degrees Scorpio and only spend seven years in Scorpio and then move into Sag but when adults have their progressed son move from one sign to another it's huge and I've had clients like I always describe it as like baby giraffes being born who are trying to get their legs underneath them like it just feels like whoa I've had a huge shift I've like stepped into new skin and I don't really know how to like navigate that situation yet and I'm like learning and I don't know if it feels like that when you move like if it feels like a that kind of visceral it depends for me being aware of them it has and even when I wasn't aware of them like I had been running a mercury so I was born into a sat the end of a Saturn dasha Saturn usually runs 19 years I was born into the last like couple years of it I think it was maybe two or five five years maybe of my Saturn period and then I went into mercury and mercury was like a 17 year cycle so that was most of my growing up you know into like five to 22 or so Mm -hmm. and that was you know had its own challenges and I wasn't aware of of this kind of system of astrology at that time so I didn't I wasn't really aware of it and then there was this really big shift at 22 when I went into my K2 or south node cycle which is a seven-year cycle and short like within that year I ended up getting my first Jyotish reading and they told me about that shift and I was like oh my gosh it makes so much sense like it was night and day for me like my whole life started like I felt like my whole like adult life started in a really profound way like I felt like I found my purpose I, when I started doing this work and it was really profound and really intense and then when I moved into my Venus period it's you know you're going from the seven years of like karma and like burning off all this craziness into like a 20-year Venus cycle and it came on really slow and it was really different and it felt different but the gear shift was definitely there so like every time I've moved into a different dasha it's definitely I've whether I've been aware of it or not I have felt like definitely a massive shift around it you know and when you have the awareness of and then within that dasha system there's many nuances and like there's little mini cycles and other cycles that you can be aware of and that's going to give you a theme and a flavor like you said of the lessons and the things that you're going to be working on mm-hmm. in shorter amounts so like I know I'm in a sun moon period right now for you know I think another year ish or so maybe a little longer to like the end of 2024 and so I know based on where those things are located the kind of themes and things I'm going to be working with so I can lean in and like prepare and and spend time cultivating you know putting myself in positions to really learn and get the most out of that transit yeah and speaking of transits we did say that um venus went direct recently but she's still hanging out in leo until october and so it really is like we didn't mention yesterday when we talked about jupiter i don't think i mean we talked about the fact that jupiter went retrograde a couple days ago but jupiter went retrograde around the fifth and um 
we've got Venus and Leo and these are both like I've been talking about them so much because they're both really beautiful sweet nourishing placements like if we're gonna have these planets go retrograde these are great signs for them to be in same with Mercury's in Virgo with a Mercury retrograde in Virgo it like likes to be there it's like a great time to tidy up and like get stuff in order um, but with Venus going direct and still being in Leo it's really cool to be able to still spend intentional time in that energy of play of creativity of um, leading with your heart and really of like getting clearer on who you are like really getting clearer on like your unique authenticity and like what that looks like and what is like your individuated self and how do you want to shine as that person and like what brings you pleasure and are you integrating that are you expressing that are you acknowledging that are you spending intentional time every week tending to pleasure in your life tending to your to your authenticity and your uniqueness are you comparing yourself to others are you like looking at what other people are doing in your industry or are you following your own inner heartbeat knowing and inner heartbeat yeah, yeah. Drum. so it's really it really is like a there's a lot going on in the world, but these two placements of the benefics are really trying to bring us some blessings if we like slow down and really tap into ritual and tap into beauty and tap into our relationship with the earth and with like feminine energy of like slowing down and being more process oriented than like destination oriented. Yes. Which is what we've been trying to do on this trip, actually. Yeah, thank you. Like slowing down a little and like enjoying getting into a hot springs and eating a nourishing meal rather than like just continuing to go, go, go. You know, that's kind of we're in a little microcosm of the macrocosm of our life with this road trip. For sure. And one of the things that you had written in my reading was that taste was really important and to check out cow ceremony which is something that's been on my radar but I hadn't done and then I happened to be in Canada and there happened to be a cacao ceremony in the situation that I was in and so I got to do it and it was so profound for me and it put me right into such a sweet heart space that I felt like I could connect so easily um, to whatever that like inner voice was and or my higher self or I don't know whatever that voice is and I was like oh I think I need to like do this as a Venus ritual for myself so every Friday starting today like 
dump a little scoop of golden milk powder and like get hot water from wherever we are and like have something that feels really deeply nourishing. nourishing. And so Katie did that with cacao ceremony this morning. So we're both at our like Hampton Inn getting our, <laughs> getting our thing together while everyone else is having breakfast. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay, well. Should we give them a little anything for Venus? Did you give them a Oh, um, well, I mean, everything I just said, like yeah. hunting for beauty and slowing yeah. down and yeah. being process oriented and ritual, like cultivating and tending to ritual, really tending to your pleasure. With both Jupiter in Taurus and Venus in Leo, it's inviting us to really slow down and like move our bodies through honey and like, you know, just eat life up, you know? Yeah. Like really, like we can get so in the place of of everything that feels scary and like everything that feels external and things that we can't control in the world and these are things that we can control like getting our connection to the earth and every day and practicing rituals that anchor Katie <laughs> poor Katie has been sitting directly like or I'm rich from that oh well thank you she's been Jeez. in my meditation practice every morning while I'm like mine? doing <laughs> yes but mine is a little bit ruckus ruckus I love it it's I a get ruckus. to marinate like the night that we stayed in the hot springs, they only had one room left with one bed, and we were in like a tiny. I don't think that was a queen bed. I think it was a it was full a bed. <laughs> it was totally and we're meditating next to each other, and Katie's like, you know, quiet meditating, and I'm over here like with my subogs and my huddas and my moving my arms. I'm like yeah. bouncing her up and down. I loved it. I loved everything. And then doing my mantra. But those rituals, like I'm on an 80-day uh, practice with subog. And I, like I said, I have been all over the place for the past two weeks. I've been in the car every day. I've been going to a different place. I've been staying with different people. I've been in everybody's energy. And like those things anchor you. They ground you. And I am super Vata. I've been in the car for five days going 80 miles an hour, basically. So sorry. Um, no, it's been beautiful. But like we need those things to ground us. Like this golden milk that I've traveled with is like such a simple thing but it grounds me, you know? Um, and those are like such Tauran Venus practices to be to be supporting ourselves with. Katie's grounded by raw milk, which we hunted down yesterday. And meat chips. And meat chips. We have a very different <laughs> way of nourishing ourselves. Katie has meat chips and raw milk for breakfast and I have oatmeal with bananas. Um, but it totally works. Um, so we're wrapping up, guys. This is our last day. Our last Katie and I literally had hung out twice before <laughs> for a very short amount of time before we decided to drive five days together across the country. But I feel like it went really well. Oh, we were it did go really well. Things we we are. Oh. So we were going to do um, three things that we learned about each other while on the road because we really were, we're like on the zero to 60 of getting to know each other path when you when you do this kind of trip which I feel like I'm always pretty intuitive about who I can do these things with but um I'm glad that it worked out do you want to start you want me to start start. I'll start oh no what if you take one of mine three things I've learned about Katie on this trip (laughs) uh well the first thing is that Katie is a nurturer at her core like she very much is like she was like you're just gonna have to drive and we're gonna get the best food and she like put little acupressure tools in my like door 
what's that called? Like my door console. Um, and, you know, no TMI, but we're both women and it's just part of the world that we're in. We're both on our cycles. We both have a history of like terrible cycles. So we're both trying to like really take care of ourselves and take care of each other. And she's just like a nurturer for sure. Like she very much is a healer. Um, which I kind of already knew, but was definitely like clarified <laughs> on this trip. She's like, what do you need? Do you need to eat? Do you need, do you need heat? Do you need to, should we go to a hot springs? Um, it was really beautiful. Second thing. Well, I mean, I already said the meat chips and the raw milk, but like it's extreme guys. We're definitely like on a different, I mean, I, I do eat meat. I don't, I can't do dairy very much, but, um, but we stopped at the most amazing burger place yesterday that was like off the charts insane with like french fries fried in coconut oil and like no poofas and delicious grass-fed meat and it was really what was that place called well they're like, they changed the name they changed it was like the name, but it's like store. i think it's redmond salt like in utah like they have three like redmond farm heritage redmond farm. salt it's is like delicious redmond heritage farm store and they have three of them in utah and